0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 35 of the Creative Marketing Podcast with me, your host, Angus Boyle. On this week's episode, I am joined by the master of meats and cheeses, the owner and founder of GG's Philly Cheese, the one and only Mr. Owen Kenny. And in this week's episode, I mean, we'll obviously get into the details, but Owen has spent the last three years... We, we have in common that we quit jobs in Paddy Power to pursue companies that we started. Uh, if you want to hear the story of how my pursuit of a company that I started after quitting Paddy Power went, you want to listen to, I can't remember what episode number it is, but the rise and fall of Funky Foot Socks, a previous episode of this podcast, and you can hear all about it. Um, Also featuring Mr. Owen Beattie, who features in this episode. Uh, I will put in a word of defense for Mr. Owen Beattie, uh, that if... The two owns were to compete in a cycling race alone. I backbeat you with all my money. Um, I do love the story. There's a great story about a triathlon in there, though, which made me laugh a lot. Um, <laughs> anyway, we talk about the challenges, especially as COVID hit. Um, all the different sort of experiments, um, marketing approaches. Owens taking all the different things he's tried, what's worked, what hasn't, all that sort of stuff. Lots of interesting stuff um, and interesting takeaways, I think, for anyone listening. Um, and fucking... I hope you enjoy it. Uh, don't forget to check out ArtBangus.com for some of the best abstract art ever created on this planet Earth. Uh, at fucking bargain prices. Um, Also, oh yeah, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. A positive one, obviously. Come on, don't be a dick. Uh, we talk about reviews in this podcast too. Um... And tell your friends, spread the word, share the good news of the Creative Marketing Podcast. Let's fucking get into it. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Podcast. So this is, this is where I always start. To begin with, I guess, if you can give your own sort of intro of yourself to the wonderful listeners. So I'm
1: Owen Kenny. I started my own little business three years ago as Gigi's Fitty Cheese. Um I started off in markets and stuff. And what happened was I was working on Paddy Power and I sort of liked it, but I always had this idea in the back of my head to do something with food. Mm-hmm. So I decided to quit the job basically and go out and try something with food. Well, I just give quick little stories throughout and everything, yeah? Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I remember going up, I went out, I went to Nesbitt's and I bought a big griddle and I went up to BD's to gang to Shane Martin and yeah. uh, I went in and I started cooking stuff just trial and error and stuff and BD was like so you quit your job to try this thing and uh, I just remember gang being like shut the fuck up BD Kenny you go out <laughs> you you follow your dreams shut up. It so it's actually a funny moment to think back on
0: uh, that's class
1: and um, But yeah, no, BD was good in the start as well, because BD was always like, just be patient. And he's a great man, as you know. Um, And then I stumbled upon the Philly cheesesteaks and got shot into John Coughlin. And John was like, yeah, Kenny, I'm happy to help you. And for the first few months, he came along and he helped. And he was the greatest thing ever. You know what John's like. you worked with him. Yeah. Being in markets we we're in Marion Square and he'd be just shouting at people and it was usually g- good looking girls <laughs> <laughs> They'd, uh, end up coming over and buying the sandwiches so, <laughs> what a like, man what a man indeed and he still <laughs> gives us a hand every now and then but um no I went out into all the markets to Marion Square to Clontarf, to
0: Herbert Park and I did I was so doing... that's that's actually an important point. I've realized just to clarify for everyone who's listening is if anyone doesn't know what Gigi's Philly cheese, I think you've just revealed it, but it's Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, right? That you're swinging, yeah. Yeah, singing. So on. we
1: ended up like after six weeks of trial on sandwiches and different meals, we ended up falling upon what I loved in New York and I couldn't find in Ireland mm-hmm. basically. Every other day in New York, I'd go into my deli and I'd have a Philly cheesesteak. And it was just quick, easy, and delicious. Bang and it. then I was like, no one does it in Ireland, so I might as well try it over here. My brothers went out and bought me a meat slicer and everything to get the meat as thin as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I made this cheese sauce. And I think cheese sauce... Most people talk about a is cheese sauce over here, but it's not that often done because it's... Mm-hmm hard to do but i got this cheese sauce and i put my little mix into it and it's sensational may i say john you used may to you may <laughs> no, <he didn't. laughs> um but yes <yeah>, so soft sub <laughs> row i got them we went through three different rows with grand clark's my bakery and we ended up coming with this soft sub with like a brown outer shell so that the cheese doesn't come through and it doesn't fall apart because mm-hmm. that's what a Philly cheesesteak is all about. The sauce, but it can't fall apart. So yeah. three different rows, obviously a trial and error, and numerous months to get there, but we got there in the end. Uh, finally sliced meat, I got down to 1.5 mils. That is all the work. You get the big chunk of meat and you put it through the meat slicer and you cut it right down. And it's absolutely delicious. When it's that thin, it melts in your mouth. Then it's yeah. sauteed onions and peppers and then my sensational cheese sauce. <laughs> um, and I went out to the markets and it was good. The markets are great because people actually come up. And then when you, people you know come up, they give you good feedback. Like that's mm-hmm. why we went through three different rows. People were like messaging me being like that was a bit messy today. And, you know, like it's all part of the process and yeah. certain certain people understand that and are willing to help to the end of the world and it's great and it's what you need yeah anyway we went out and i was doing the markets and then december january hit and that's when things started to get tough because it's very weather dependent Mm -hmm. and there were days where there was wind and rain and you put the money into the stock and then you'd be buggered if no one showed up because the wind or the rain would destroy that so there was a couple of hard times there. Throughout December, I remember the market got cancelled. So me and John ended up cooking off a load of sandwiches and delivering them to KPMG, which is up near Marion Square. So that long run that helped us to the end of the world because we ended up getting other of customers off KPMG. Life. Um and yeah, I remember falling nearly broke. I was going into town and I was Pretending to be a taxi, basically, I was picking put people up at the end of the night and just dropping them home for a few quid. I hate to keep myself going. Sure, I man. remember. At one stage, I got a message saying there's a Pretend,
0: job. Pretending to be a taxi. I like that expression. More or
1: less. No, but you know, <laughs> when you used to go into town at Christmas. And... Oh,
0: the worst. I've, yeah. I have remember waiting for like two hours before. Yeah, like, you'd like, wait for two hours. Then or work along the dual carriageway, yeah. Some lad
1: who's trying to set up a business, they're picking people up <laughs> <for> a few <laughs> quid. Love us. Uh, one of the other jobs someone said there's a job there you can be a mystery shopper for old folks homes now i signed an nda so maybe i'm not allowed to talk about it but it's too late we're talking about it i was going into old folks homes pretending my granny was going in and i was getting paid to do it it was market research for a company
0: Interesting. But,
1: yeah all part of keeping myself alive 100%. anyway january came and it was still really windy And I didn't have a great gazebo. I went into Clontarf on a Saturday. My gazebo was held down by sandbags and the gazebo (laughs) took off and went through the Chinese man's gazebo next to me. And the (laughs) legs broke, but they went through his roof. His roof was €150 to fix. Now, he was an absolute gentleman about it and it was brilliant. But it was just one of those moments where it was like, oh, my God. And the gazebo broke, so I got home. I was almost completely broke, and I'll never forget just lying down on the cage inside, hands on head. Like, what am I gonna do? My mom came in and goes, Do you want to continue this? And I was like, Yes, of course I do. And she came into me and gave me a credit card and was just like, Do what you have to do. So, legend. Yeah, I know, she's great. And I went out and I put a couple of thousand onto that credit card. I. Bought gazebos, bought good gear, bought signs, and just went for it. And from January, February, March, from March onwards, things just picked right up, and we started making money. And then we started doing festivals, festival nations. There was the festival fires down in Mullingar, and that's that was brilliant. And then in August, I did Electric Picnic, and that's when it really picked up. And then September, October came and things started to die down. I went out and I got a job as a chef for a few months. And then I went down, I was working for George Tracy in a bagging plantation. That was good crack. And then March, (laughs) March came around again. I would speak to George's dad a bit and he was like, I think you should go out and buy a trailer. And like go out to the festivals and try and do a few things like that so march did the start of corona like that mm-hmm. came around i bought the trailer two weeks before lockdown
0: fucking hell
1: i know you're telling me so <laughs> there was like three weeks where i was sitting at home my dad was actually in america and i was ringing him like what do i do and he was like well now is your time people are going to start panicking and stuff so go out and like try sell somewhere and then he has a friend who has a place up in Sandyford. so mm-hmm. lockdown came in and I got chatting to John up in Sandyford, and he said you can sell outside my building so I was like grant but then obviously complete lockdown came in and there's no offices around but that's when the business focus changed to deliveries and takeaways many deliveries mm-hmm. So we got Just Eat and Deliveroo, and that's how I've been functioning for the last year. We were getting a few people up a day, but like, what is it? The population of Sandyford is 21,000 when all the places are there, and I think it's three or 4,000 right now. So it's just Please. impossible. And I'd go up to the market on a Friday if I had a few minutes, and it would be empty. They used to have 22 stores there. They have six now because just so needed. Yeah. Uh, so obviously the focus became on Just Eat and Deliveroo. Now, I really tried to push my own website and that because Just Eat and Deliveroo, they're massive companies and I couldn't have survived without them. But at the same time, they take so much money. Like mm-hmm. I'm 13% Just Eat, 12% Deliveroo, and then I have to pay my own drivers, which is a lot of money a week. So it was adding up to 40, 50% of the business. Mm-hmm which is hard to say the least. But in the middle of COVID, when places are shutting down left, right and centre, and I'm still somehow surviving,
0: it's just, you got to keep going. So, Yeah, man, that's the thing that sticks out to me is, is thinking that the fact that you're there now and hearing about the stuff that you've done before lockdown happened, if you can take over even and survive on that stuff, once shit opens up, you'll have that. Plus all the other stuff, I reckon you could be fucking if, like laughing. Well,
1: that's it. It's a lot
0: of patience,
1: isn't it? Especially yeah. COVID times. Like some places, a lot of coffee places have done unreal because everyone wants to go out like more. The local area sort of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's what everyone wants to do. So. It is. There's a lot of patience involved. Now, Sandyford, I have put on hold and I've moved into the Liberty Bell in town. The, Tom, who owns Liberty Bell, got on to me and he said, we want to do a food offering for the summer. Would you be interested? And I said, absolutely. And you're in the heart of town and let's do this. So, like, when I sit down and I chat to my dad, he's like, are you sure that's wise if you're losing your Sandy for customers? And I was like... I don't know how worse it is in Sandyford when I'm paying so many different people. Like, I was paying drivers, I was paying a chef, I was paying Just Eat, I was paying Deliveroo. Now, I go into the Liberty Bell, I'm going to use their drivers, which all of a sudden becomes 30%. But that's okay, because I'm not employing anyone. I don't have that big overhead, which Mm -hmm. was killing me now don't get me wrong as Sages there in February, March we were out the door with deliveries and when that happens you think it's going to stay that way and that was mm-hmm. obviously a learning lesson but then two, three weeks after I'd, I'd have three or four drivers sitting there and the two, three weeks after the deliveries didn't come in because places opened back up so you mm-hmm. just, you can't account for it right now I couldn't anyway I know certain places might have but it just killed me and I my uh, money just went from high to low, so it was impossible to predict. And when Tom got on to me, I was like, I can use delivery drivers, I'm not paying anyone. I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna I'm not gonna like hire a chef, I'm gonna do this myself. I'm gonna it's an upstairs kitchen, run up and downstairs. There's more opportunities, there's more people around. Um yeah, I started this week. Mm-hmm. I started last week. I didn't announce this because I wanted to go in and obviously check the place out. I announced that i will be starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I went in for a week and I just eyed up everything I have to do. And it's go out, get flyers, get loads of posters. I'm trying to convince him to let me cook outside. If I'm cooking outside, all of a sudden people are smelling. Yeah, and people are hungry. Like that's so, a great idea it is so hopefully we can do that but um there's just more people around the area i am a bit disappointed that i have to let people down let a customer base that i built in sandyford but at the same time hopefully come september october offices will be back i'll be back there and i'll be able to satisfy those customers again. I actually turned on the machine to charge stuff, the just eat machine to charge stuff for ten seconds and it started beeping straight away with one of the yellow codes. I had to reject the order. It was like oh Uh, (laughs) Oh, but um (laughs) yeah um I I have that bear costume. I'm gonna have to dress up in that and hand out flyers and that. It's just... yeah. So,
0: so I'll stop you there because that's the next sort of thing I want to I want to chat about because obviously it's called the creative marketing podcast and I feel like those are words that very accurately sum up <laughs> your approach. You are very creative in your approach to marketing and I fucking think it's class because you're like constantly experimenting constantly trying like real random all like I've, I've no idea how much of a fan i am of like the shit like dressing up as a bear like there's complete off the wall random ideas um talk to me about that talk to me about some of the stuff that maybe has worked hasn't worked you know that sort of thing and let me pause you there as well i'll edit this bit out for the long pause but i'm just gonna go grab a water because my mouth's getting dry yeah uh, i'll do the same yeah. you can think you can it <clears throat> Woo! hydration is key oh yeah are you roasting over there at the minute yeah ridiculously man in my apartment like (laughs) small and well insulated which is great in the winter but a nightmare in summer (laughs) marketing Um, anyway (laughs) marketing approaches um obviously i started up in sandyford
1: and i went out to every single business around the area with flyers and that was like it didn't work that well when I was going into places, they were like, "Do you not have free samples?" And I was like, "That's a good idea, but it's so hard to do because you're walking around with the bag, and it could be an hour in the bag, and all of a sudden you're not getting anything I out mean, of cheesesteak
0: it." Cheese is a hard thing to sample as well because it's like all about the two hand experience. Yeah,
1: and the sauce roll and feeling that sauce so roll.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then obviously heavy on the Instagram. I I love Instagram, but I hate Instagram because it's a addictive and like it's you're not sure what the success is out of it now i did employ this guy connor ryan to come in and take photos and then he is uh what's an instagrammer uh influencer influencer more or less and he came in and he took the photos and he was like he sort of teaches you and he was like put up two photos a day morning and evening and keep active and when i did it Mm -hmm it it goes it works people are constantly buying off you but it's a whole other job in itself i'm mm-hmm. trying to keep stock levels cook sometimes drive all this so i just i really want to pass it on to someone and get someone else to do it
0: mm-hmm. when you're
1: active on instagram it works let's just put it that way and i fall on it and i leave instagram up in the trailer or in the pub because I don't like it on my phone. I know I click onto it and I'm on it for about ten minutes Mm -hmm. and I'm like, this is just a waste of ten minutes. What am I looking at? (laughs) Like, do you know that? Yeah. I know the feeling well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got flyers with coupons, so I handed them out. And that was the idea to get the coupons and put a QR code on the back of the flyer and with every just eater delivery order, put the flyer in there and try and turn Mm -hmm. the customer onto our website that way. I didn't describe what the QR code was. Now I have a new one that does because I think people just saw this thing saying, "scam me and that doesn't work. And then I would get, I would either do deliveries when I have a chef in or I would get the delivery drivers to put flyers through a lot of post boxes whenever they did deliveries. And it was sort of successful in that you get a call once a week maybe and that Mm -hmm. was grand. Like the success was... I delivered it around to a, a business around the corner and the flyers were 120 euro. They made an order that week for 150 euros. So the flyers pay for themselves. Nice. But it, it was a tough one because it didn't fully work. You don't, I like, obviously the plan was to get people from just eat or delivery onto my website so that I wouldn't be paying these fees, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't work in that way. People are so set on just eat and delivery. Anyway,
0: it's called, I think it's caused your, so many people go undecided about what they're going to get. You know what I mean? That's When I was doing deliveries, I was like, hey, did you hear about us? Oh, we just saw it in Just
1: Eat. And yeah. we didn't, Why did you order it then? And Oh, we didn't know what we wanted. And we were flicking through and we saw a cheese cheesesteak. That's the issue. <laughs> people have too much choice and it's at their, like, at their fingertip. Yeah. So people don't know if they want a pizza or a cheesesteak anymore. <laughs> they just go on, what am I feeding? And it's all about photos, obviously. Do you know yeah. Model Connor Griffin's, mate? yeah 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 he did uh photos for me and they are so good and when i changed my photo on justy to his photos everton picked right up like yeah obviously really high def really good focus photos make a massive difference
0: i am that's what that's why i did the sort of quote-unquote relaunch of the website because i was like trying to upgrade the quality of the photos and i still think there's so much left to be desired but like it does make such a difference whatever it is like if there's if there's even a tiny little ping off in a product photo, I feel like people are so like you said, Instagram. People scroll through Instagram so much that like they know what looks good. They, you know what I mean? They just decide so quickly on that shit that it is so yeah.
1: impactful. Well, it is, and his whole thing was you've got to get something that pops. If you look at those photos, he has like the cheese drizzling to a tee. Oh, it's incredible. It's impressive yeah. what he can do. Like <laughs> um, another thing about Instagram, I have to say, it is Quality is good, but quantity is great because, do you remember Gary V had a video about this? You've got to mm-hmm. keep active. you got to keep posting photos. It doesn't matter yeah. if they're good or bad. Once you keep on people's exactly. mind-like. So, I have a mixed bag of photos that I've taken myself that aren't very good, Mo's photos, and then John Keane came up one day and he did a few photos. And I have a mix of about 150 photos that this week I'm starting again and I'm doing it twice a day and just getting right. it out there. Anyway, I was like, it's it's working. I was getting a few people up a day in Sandyford, but I need something completely different, something completely off the wall. And I was like, my logo is a bear. I don't know why it happened three years ago, but I was like, I want my logo to be a bear. And I always wanted my, I don't know why. And <laughs> I, just, I guess it's just the association of meat and bears. It doesn't even go. Do it? Anyway, <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to buy a bear costume and I'm going to go into the middle of the road in Sandyford, where I am and I'm going to hold up stupid signs and get on, people on my radar that way. Yeah. Anyway, it was hilarious because I <laughs> stood out the first day with a uh, bra on and... <laughs> I had a sign saying, we'll flash for honk. So, so many people were driving by and the looks on people's faces, some would flash, I'd pull down the bra, <laughs> some would be beef. I'd pull down the bra and you'd see some people absolutely shitting themselves laughing and you'd see some people appalled at what was going on. <laughs> I got so many messages, but the main people messaging me in Sandyford were like, heard you were out right today, my friends were texting me saying there was a bear, they didn't know what it was for them so i didn't have meet me on the sign yeah so then i started doing i tore it into the beacon there do you remember that whole thing i put a sign up saying any vaccines and then at meet me ireland underneath yeah so then all of a sudden people know who you are and that was a huge success obviously and that bear costume is sitting up in the liberty bell right now where i'm going next and it's waiting for me to put it on and i've got a thousand flyers to hand out and i don't know in that side of town will you get beaten up or what but it doesn't matter <laughs> it'll stand out like and yeah at the end of the day creative marketing podcast it's about doing something different
0: isn't it it is um any any things you've tried that you thought were going to be big successes that didn't work out um not really like apologies if there's hoovering noise in the background my roommate's hoovering
1: that's all right Um, yeah it is we have a fox (laughs) in the back garden here nice um any big things oh the whole vegan thing well that sort of worked i i two years ago when i started three years ago when i started i went on to instagram and i started abusing vegans and it was only a bit of crack like yeah but it's the backlash you face. Like some people are coming up to the markets and being like, you keep slating those vegans and finding it funny. And then some people are like, you have to stop. And it's like, why? It's a bit of crack. like. And I guess that's the dark side of marketing. If you go out and abuse people, basically, and you think it's only a bit of fun, some people take it really offensively. Yeah. And the funny thing is, it was the saucy cow she is uh, a vegan stand now. She's doing Unreal, but she was in Contarth. And I went up and I was like, I think I'm going to start a campaign where I started the vegans. And she was like, go for it. Um, y- y- do you have Paul Stenson on Instagram? I do not. I He's the White Moose Cafe and he does this. And he goes on and he abuses people. And it's hilarious. And you'll see one <laughs> of his things today. But he doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he doesn't care about the backlash he faced. And I go onto Google and I see some people just take such offense. And he's like, I'm only having a bit of crack. Like, And again, marketing being marketing, if people are talking about the business, then all of a sudden people know about your business. And that's what mm-hmm. it's all about. Um, that's don't the regret... thing
0: I was going to say about the, when you said it didn't really work with those flyers. Like, If you did those flyers, the first ones were the order from the restaurant sort of cover the cost of them. Like, that's a win because all the other brand awareness then was free.
1: Yeah, it's an absolute win. Like, yeah, no, everything, everything I've done has worked more or less. Mm -hmm. I don't regret doing the vegans because it was funny for me but when people started getting offended I stopped and I still talk to the so roshi and every other day and I send her stupid stuff about the vegans and she sends me good like I sent her something stupid the other day and she was like I hope he has a good cardiologist like she she enjoys yeah. it like yeah 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 um
0: yeah, I thought so. I thought that I thought some of that stuff was funny. Personally, having a having a bit of a dig at vegans. Um, I feel like it is. It is controversial. You definitely would face some backlash. But it's like, I feel like talking to Paddy Power. That's also I love that we have that in common. That we both quit jobs at Paddy Power. Um, they go on.
1: I sent Paddy Power a. Uh, instagram recently an instagram message like put this up or uh i'll slate you on instagram or something he was like who are you (laughs) you? you're not gonna do it no it's like no i'm not (laughs) but like that advertising is brilliant his whole thing and like have you seen the latest they have painted Uh, a mural of Declan rice and i think it's jack realish in the middle of town somewhere and it's like you can't do that all of a sudden yeah i know you're telling me like
0: (laughs) oh they are good at fucking marketing but yeah that's their like complete proof proof of the fact that uh controversy yeah gets, gets rewarded and it's also like some like i think there's there's a fine line and you don't want to piss people off but also like some people are just so easily take offense it's just like
1: I know. Over <laughs> well, I think that's the issue with the internet these days where they mm. can literally just go on and bitch about anything and it's like there's absolutely no need for it. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? It's be positive, not negative. If you see something you don't like, write something I don't like this Don't go on a four-page essay rant and <laughs> try and destroy them like it doesn't Yeah. Um oh, that was another thing. The um justice and delivery reviews yeah, yeah there's something that i like i hate because i can't reply to them but my biggest issue is in a restaurant or in any restaurant business you're not going to get it right 100 percent of the time like, mm-hmm. and sometimes mistakes will be made like one of the comments the other day was asked for no uh veg in my sandwich and got veg in the sandwich and they left us a one star you have no idea those when we were at 5.6 5.8 stars we were at the door when you go down to 5.1 or 5.2 you lose a lot of business mm-hmm. left a one star being like don't go near this place they messed up the sandwich, like ring your restaurant don't just go online like, if you ring yeah. us we'll replace the product like it's just that's again the power of the internet people like to try and destroy people and one of the comments is like don't go near this place and it's like why are you saying that why do you want a business to shut down and people to lose jobs (laughs) you know what i mean that's but that's life at the minute and especially in corona times
0: yeah very true yeah people that's that's the other thing yeah people don't think about the people just get pissed off and that's their way of taking out their anger i feel like maybe um Speaking of the Instagram stuff, did you, one other thing I've noticed you do a lot is like tag different accounts on like random posts.
1: Oh, that was John Cochran who taught me to do that. He was like tag this, that, and the other or
0: tag celebrities
1: and you'll get more people or hashtag you'll get more
0: people. Oh, Oh, what did you mean? Like, yeah, like you'll do random stories like adding fucking celebrities and shit. I'm wondering if you've ever... I feel like you have as well. You've gotten like reshares from certain accounts and stuff like that.
1: So when I went to do that photo shoot with Mo, I was like, I'm going to get loads of alcohol drinks. And the one thing I actually forgot was Proper 12 because McGregor's always putting it up. I'm going to get loads of alcohol drinks and put them in the photos. And if I tag that company in with the sandwich, they're going to reshare it. And -hmm. like BrewDog reshared it bulmer's reshared it now guinness or jameson won't come near me but we'll we'll work on that like we'll get it to them eventually and the next plan is actually to get the proper 12 and pretend to pour it in the cheese sauce or something like that and say proper 12 cheese sauce might do that before the poirier fight and see does he put it up yeah but um no. what did i do i did something i did put one picture of now it was one of my photos taken, proper twelve and a philly cheesesteak, and he actually liked it. Nice. So that was a success in itself, but I need a really good photo with the bear costume and all that. Because obviously people see the bear costume, they'll have a laugh with it. Yeah.
0: Um I just had another question in my mind that it's disappeared. Um oh that that's what I was gonna ask. You you seem to have a constant stream of ideas for what the next thing to to do is how do you where do you come up with your inspiration or how do you think of these things that you're gonna do i honestly don't know obviously owning a business you're just constantly
1: thinking about it and constantly trying to think how to evolve and do the next big thing i'd love to i have a one and a half year old nephew I'd love to dress him up as a bear costume and yeah. send him away, but I don't think his mum would be too happy with that <laughs> um I obviously flick through a lot online I've been to America have you like if you've been to America and you see the ads they're so off the wall like mm-hmm. do, do you ever watch Super Bowl ads
0: so yeah, off the yeah. wall
1: and so brilliant and it sticks in your mind so it's all about trying to come up with something that just sticks in your mind like, Mm-hmm. like yeah i don't know i do have a pretty crazy overthinking mind at times and just thinking of stupid stuff i don't write enough of it down that's the issue though mm-hmm. i'd say there are some ideas that would have made me millions of euros that are out in outer space now
0: yeah that's the thing yeah the ideas are just one part of it They're yeah action, actually actually yeah, exactly, yeah. everything. Like,
1: um yeah like the beacon thing i was thinking of that for a few days and i needed to get it up before it went out of the news Mm -hmm. like i think if i'm doing stuff again with that bear costume i will focus on what's in the news and put up signs that are relevant to what's going on and taking the piss because again people do like a bit of fun paddy power prime example
0: i reckon if you could do you know you know dude with sign yes I've i reckon him. you could do you could do like and it could be a good way to share the location as well somewhere on the street near the liberty bell do like in the bear costume just random signs about like what's going on and not even necessarily make the signs about the business but like it just sort of naturally if, especially if you're posting from your instagram because that way people might share people love sharing those if uh, you, if yeah you do a funny sign and do the yeah with the location on it i get you
1: yeah Mm -hmm. that'd be brilliant and just food photo and then bear a photo and try and have something for every other day yeah Mm -hmm. that's a very good idea and then straight outside the liberty bell the sign above me the liberty bell uh name like and then hang it out for the day yeah (laughs) Depending on yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, the latest one is a food challenge as well. Three fitty cheesesteaks in under eight minutes. So hopefully we get someone in to do that soon. I'm actually trying to work on Dave Hanlon to come in and do that because boy does that boy like to eat like
0: <laughs> <laughs> he fucking does. I don't think I sure don't think I could do I don't think I'd be able to do two. <laughs> no it is we did i remember going back years ago we did
1: five and 12 minutes but these ones were like five inches now they're eight inch sandwiches so three but five in 12 minutes they get through four and eight and that's when it hit you in the face like a ton really it's like all that cheese and everything like oh, you're just who the fuck's getting
0: through four and eight minutes that's john like...
1: coughlin there was another lad who came in and did a few times yeah
0: <laughs> Uh people do love some people do love an eating challenge. I remember that place. Aussie Barbecue place, they had one as well, didn't they? Like Yeah, yeah. I think I think John did that as well. <laughs> well I
1: think John will be taking on this challenge soon, hopefully. I believe in you if you're listening, John, you've got it in the bag. I don't, John. I don't think you're good enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh I've got some notes on a post and I'm trying to read what else I've um Uh, i've written down i guess yeah like i just think what how important do you think because i think you're somebody who understands this and i think some people listening maybe don't or underestimate the value how important has experimenting been for you like trying different things like i mean i think it's very important based on like the story of the trial and error of even getting to the the starting line almost with the with the food and everything but how important do you think that is in business trial and error is everything um, Like,
1: at the start of the year, we were just doing Philly cheesesteaks and chicken sandwiches. And all of a sudden, you start seeing people love wings, people love burgers. So we got in a bunch of different burgers, a bunch of different wings. And then we obviously settled on good ones, like high quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you obviously, you constantly have to be improving your business. And in order to do that, you have to try different things. Now, the tough thing about the food business is... Trial and error is expensive because you have mm-hmm. to go out and you have to get the food and you have to try it. And then when you get the food, I like to put my own twist on it. So do something else, add a sauce or something like that. So it can cost hundreds of euro and take a couple of months to do something new. But when you get there and in the end, and if it's successful, like the burgers are busy, it's it's brilliant. Like,
0: mm-hmm. um, And then try and, What's with? what's next what's the next what's the next experiment
1: I don't really know there's this thing my brother and Hugo Hickey have sent it to me um a chopped cheese and it's a chopped up cheeseburger and cheese sauce and then like a bacon lettuce and tomato and I think that's what we're going to try next because it's different and you know you got to keep improving that menu now i did just mm-hmm. get a thousand flyers printed but it can be a special um yeah. oh the next the other next thing sorry is wagyu burgers have you heard this wagyu craze i've i haven't i've heard of wagyu but i haven't heard of the craze so this place hush and wrath mines did 90 euro zero, 90 euro sandwiches and i think they only did five of them But they sold out in the first 15 minutes Mm-hmm. So I actually know <clears throat> your man Ridgeway, who owns Ridgeway, and I got onto him and he has Wagyu burgers. So I am getting them in. I had a few last week. They're delicious. But they're expensive. And here is the hard part. Trial and error is easy when I'm doing it within myself, but now it's testing on the customer and seeing will they pay 15 to 20 euro a burger? Mm-hmm. But if you don't try it, you don't know. Like would you have a problem paying €20 Euro for a mer- burger? I
0: don't think I would consistently do it. I there think you go, yeah. I would do it. I think it's probably a good idea for a special, because I think I would buy it for the novelty probably to yeah. try it. But I I mean, that, that being said, if it was fucking exceptionally good, but I suspect I'd probably prefer just a normal burger, because I feel like Wagyu's like fattier, is it? It is fattier, but it's nice fats. It's delicious
1: fats. That's yeah, what put it I'm that way. Sure. Right? Like, um, it's a meat lover's dream, basically. And yeah. if you're really into meat, you want to try this Wagyu stuff. So it's, yeah, Wagyu. That's my next trial. And then nice. the chopped cheese. There are a few, yeah, specials, trial and error and specials should be fun. Like, but it is, it's finding the right price for the customer to buy it, which is always difficult. Mm-hmm. And you, you can go up in price, but you can't go down. No, let's get that right. You can go down in price, but you can't go. What am I trying to say here? We'll <laughs> edit that <laughs> <laughs> oh, No, I'm definitely leaving it in. Just for that last. Um... <laughs> no, no, it's harder for... Uh... It's a bit i don't know i remember someone saying this to me it's easy
0: it is it's easy to lower your prices it's easier to lower
1: your prices because that way you know like customers won't pay for it if it's too high so
0: yeah yeah. we got there in the end that's what i was trying to say it's a balancing act how did you how did you when you're starting out how did you approach pricing i feel like that's in any industry that's a thing when someone's new to it they don't necessarily know where to start
1: um in
0: the markets, they're
1: so nice and they are so friendly and they're willing to help you. And I think each of them said it's about 300% on top of what the food costs. So, in order to pay for your electricity, your rent, employing mm-hmm. people, and then make a bit of profit, it's 300%. And yeah, 850 was what I started off with, with a smaller sandwich. And that was good it made a bit of money and then we went up to a tenner and got a bigger sandwich because the first few weeks on just eat i first few weeks on just eat i actually slipped in a piece of paper into every bag saying we are new at this please give me feedback on instagram or left my number and they text me and i got several texts saying we want a bigger sandwich we will pay more money so nice I think that's what I need to get back to as well. I know I have the flyers going into each bag for Deliveroo now and trying to get them up to the Liberty Bell, but I need to get back to leaving those little small messages with that nice touch. Hi, Mm -hmm. I'm Owen. I'm the owner. Please, uh, any feedback at all or whatever, uh, get on to me on Instagram or message me because that gets them off leaving terrible reviews. It's like... I'm one yeah man. yeah that's so true i'm trying here i'm trying my hardest don't go onto the internet and try and slate me that's not it like people are like does that affect you yes it does affect me because i have put three of the hardest years of my life into this and all of a sudden they want to go online and be like oh this is shit you're shit don't go to this place and it's like don't don't do that <laughs> Like it's not yeah. nice it
0: affects how i feel as well yeah but, that's yeah. tough. I guess that was something I was gonna gonna ask about. Is like you tell that story about the stuff getting real tough, and then one thing after another, and then the gazebo fucking collapses or flies into someone else's gazebo and all that shit. And you still, your answer was yes, I want to continue. Yeah. So where where do you think you find that sort of? Because I think it, I think it's the thing people struggle with, and it's the main the only reason or the vast majority for the reason of like businesses failing is just people not being persistent how have you sort of through all those things that are challenging and tough how have you like found that inside you'd like to, to persist and to stick with it
1: well one side is people abusing me online the other side is people being like this is absolutely delicious like keep going this could be something big mm-hmm. so the self-motivation is belief in what i do and the cause like I'd love someday to have a big shop and then another big shop like the plan for this year before COVID hit was get a second trailer go into other places and then two three years down the line hopefully I would have bought a property and then started a franchise but obviously everything that's happening that's not possible at the minute Um it is self-belief um, believing in what I'm doing is delicious and just Mm -hmm. keep going there are going to be so many hurdles and there have been and yeah I've just kept going through it and I've nearly hit broke a few times but those different little jobs I've got different little things I do make money so (laughs) self-belief that's the answer
0: I think the other thing is you said you laid it out there like it sounds like you have quite a clear vision of where you want it to go and i think that's the other thing that people i'm a big i'm big into the fucking law of attraction and like manifesting things because you once you know what you want and you can continually sort of visualize it and work towards it like that's that's where people that's where fucking everyone fucks up people like anyone you ask you like like i say to people very regularly that i want to be really rich and almost without fail everyone's response is like oh that's nice and they look at me like i'm a freak and like what a why that's such a weird thing to say and then go back to the conversations they were having almost that's how it feels at least and it's like like the fact that it's strange to have aspirations like that people just don't have any sort of goals like so often i think it pissed me off well that's it setting goals is one thing like for the
1: first year i had a business plan I followed that business plan and the last thing on it was go to Electric Picnic and make this and I made more than that. That's because I had that goal, Do you know, that mm-hmm. kind of way. Do you watch Simon Sinek? Uh, yeah, I've seen. There was a brilliant videos, video yeah. there the other day of him being like, money is fuel for a business. Maybe that's my biggest issue, but anytime money comes in, I, I don't care about being rich. I care about my business keep going, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. I put it back in and yeah I just want to keep going and like I've nearly hit broke two or three times this year but somehow has managed to survive it is all about setting goals my business plan there last March obviously fell apart straight away Mm -hmm. and now every time I try and come up with another course of action upon what to do lockdown comes in again (laughs) else, you know that kind of Uh, like business is not going to survive if I solely depend on just eat or deliveroo they take too much percentage it keeps me going um it is all about setting those goals and keeping on that line with that which will go up and down and there will be so many times when you just get hit in the face and it is it's about getting back up and keeping going
0: amen you also if i remember correctly did you do a day where you just gave all the food away for free
1: i did that last christmas i just wanted to see how much instagram works like and yeah we got over 100 people in, and wow. yeah just on a friday during lunch so there are people around now i'd say people drove far and wide to get a bit of free growth like <laughs> yeah but i don't think that worked that well because so many of the people that came I didn't see again, and I'd say that was because they were traveling from so far. Now, mm-hmm. let's get back to we went into lockdown soon after Christmas again. So you're at a five k like
0: limit. Yeah
1: um but now that was to be different and people were like would you not just do 50 percent?" i was like no i want to do on a free day (laughs) if i could get back in when all the offices are there again in sandyford i would try and get around to the offices saying a free day or a half price day again just to get people over to me to try and figure out how many potential customers do i actually have
0: in sandyford yeah interesting i like how your brain works um, are you, you're, you're an athletic man, are you?
1: I feel um, like. Ask Beattie. We've yeah, done a f- <laughs> Yeah, this is that what we're getting at here. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's, that was, that's just the reason I know that you're athletic, because I've heard that you've beaten Beady in a race, and Beattie's like a fucking freak of nature, so I figure you must also be a freak of nature to be Beattie in a race. We've done three triathlons, and
1: maybe four. <laughs> I've beaten them in every single one, but there was one, <laughs> um... There was one in Greystones and he'd been training all summer. I remember (laughs) the week before I was in a smoking area. I was smoking a cigarette with a beer and I sent him a video being like, you're never going to beat me. (laughs) Anyway, he was destroying me. And at the end of the race, there's like, it goes around another kilometer. So Mm -hmm. it looks like you finish on the left, but you don't. There was an extra kilometer. He was way ahead of me. That last kilometer he was like on the walk and I saw him and I passed him with about two hundred metres to go and you he just hear Fuck you Kenny, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's
0: funny. Um Well Seems like he's been training more so I'm sure he's ready for the next race
1: No he can only cycle now he's, his knee's done so I don't think he, like I won't ever ever take him on in a cycling match because <laughs> <laughs> not that I you won't him, beat him You get him in the swim do you? <laughs> oh the swim he can't swim at all he, he does <laughs> breaststroke and like obviously his wingspan is good but yeah no the swim and the run Well someday I'll have to cycle against him I'd like I'd like to see that race no no maybe if you can turn it into a marketing <laughs> stunt no that's it I, like i tried to do that with them I was like whoever wins this gets either free sandwiches for a year or free party buses for a year now he agreed to it in my head and i beat him that day but i haven't got a party bus since so i haven't been able to get a free one
0: <laughs> yeah maybe the year's over now <laughs> yeah, so. oh, Go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now redeemed. um but the reason i asked is i feel like that's there's a I think there's so many parallels between sport and business like and I think it is I feel like that's probably another layer of where you get some of that resilience if you are like I feel like in order to get it you need to be able to shut up the voice or like tell the voice in your head that's telling you to stop fuck all. you know what I mean yeah yeah I feel like yeah. it is a
1: no I am an incredibly competitive man like I went out with my missus and then another couple yesterday on a par three and after four holes they were like shut up we're not playing this competition anymore <laughs> you know like I know I was like we're three up and they're like Kenny nobody cares like, we're we're here for a bit of fun <laughs> Um, I'm an incredibly competitive man and then again with that I set goals you've started going to the gym haven't you I have yeah are you going to the gym or are you doing PT going to the gym I do PT twice a week now, and like we've gone from squatting like 60 or 70. I never did PT. Mm-hmm. I've been doing squatting for years, and the form wasn't right. And then all of a sudden, I started going to Siobhan, and I'm up squatting 100 kg with proper form. Nice. That's true, just constant work and determination. And now we're deadlifting 100
0: kg. Yeah, constantly moving up. That sparks an interesting other thought in my head. like. I feel like a, a big piece of advice in the business world is the importance of mentors and like people who you can go to for advice and, you know, like coaching like that. And you saying the, the difference that having someone coaching you for sport makes, I feel like that can be true of business too. Is that something you have in your life where like you, you get advice from certain people or certain mentors?
1: I talked to so many different people, like George Tracy's dad, George Tracy Sr. was the one at the very beginning when I was working on Paddy Perry's. like, you like, it? I was like, it's all right, but I've always wanted to. He was like, go for it. And he was the one with the connections and electric picking and all this. But, yeah, nice. I'd, I'd be calling him and asking him what to do. I'd ask my own dad what to do. Uh, there's this guy, Dave, say fish. Do you know say fish on the pier? uh, Like the West Pier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give him a text or a call. If I bumped into him in Musgraves and I'm in a rush, we ended up chatting for an hour about any everything. Like, um, many mentors, but many other people you just sit down and you chat with. I was up in Marty Park yesterday, uh, Golden Brown Ham and Cheese Sandwiches, AIM, and I was chatting to him for ages. like. And right. he has just bought a trailer himself, and now he's got a trailer and a gazebo in two different parks at the minute. Like which is what it's all about. but um, So many mentors, but I think the key is at the end of the day in markets, I used to go around chatting to everyone and you get so much information off each other. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's a big thing as well. I've never looked at people in this business as competition. And I think that's where people fall down as well because they make it about a competition rather than if you work together, you can get more customers in rather than trying to compete yeah. on price and outdo one another. It's all about just getting more people into these
0: places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. Um, we touched on some of it, but I'm interested to know, like, ultimately, <laughs> what's the ultimate grand vision in your mind of where you want to end up when you're like sixty, say. <clears throat> I don't really know. I'm a bit lost. The last few months have obviously been quite tough.
1: And then after lockdown lifted, it it went just eating, everything went quiet again. And that's why I said I'd do the Liberty Bell. Um, Did you watch Dr. Order Burns' podcast there?
0: I listened to about the first half of it. I haven't, it's like still up on my thing here. So
1: the last half is like she talks about like knowing if the business isn't working. Mm -hmm. and like they've been thoughts in my mind the last few weeks and it's like is it working isn't it working and then it's like like that was one thing I've sold over 9,000 sandwiches this year in a COVID-stricken year so that's one part of me that's like you got to keep going and see what happens then the other part of me is right now at 30 years old in one month I'm like I'd love to go out for a few years and get a job and just do meet me on a weekend and maybe That plan of trying to get a second trader and trying to uh, get into a shop, maybe I'll put that on hold or just do that in a long term, maybe when I'm 35, save up for a few years. The biggest thing that affects me is I don't pay myself, and it's because I love it so much. As I said, Cynic said, money is fuel for a business. I -hmm. keep putting it back in. I barely pay myself anything. I pay myself enough to go out and have a good time, don't get me wrong, but that's all I need, like... But now it's at a stage where I was chatting to someone the other day and she said her friend was complaining because she only got paid a half day for going to a wedding. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, she should have got paid for a full day. I was like, if I take a day off, I, my business, so everything suffers. So you're complaining about not getting paid for half day. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. I would love to go and get a job for a couple of years and get paid for taking a day off. It doesn't make sense <laughs> in my mind. Do you know, three years at this and three years of sacrifice, basically. Mm-hmm. I would love to go out and get a job for a few years in Little or Musgraves or one of them, seeing the inside of that work. Mm-hmm keeping meet me on a weekend basis on a festival basis on a pop-up basis and then hopefully when all this COVID stuff goes I can rewrite a business plan write down some goals because mm-hmm. it's so unpredictable like it's so unfair the way it's all happening but it it's stuck in my mind that I'm not sure I can keep going and doing what I'm doing and making money the way I'm doing it because you so much percentage is going to just eat and deliver real. it's like it's hard to build into another stage of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. So me me Mike go on the like a weekend thing and get a job for a while. That's my thought for the next couple of years. And then again, sit down, write this business plan and come up with hopefully be in a position where life is a bit more you can foresee what's gonna happen.
0: Mm hmm. I think that's I think that's sooner than I reckon that's not too far away. Um, yeah,
1: well that's the other side. If I go in and I get a job for a while, I'm going to be like, I, I just want to go back to meet me. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember working. One of the first jobs I got was in the AIB and I actually got let go after a week because they had nothing set up for me and I kept on complaining. But I was sitting there like, I should be out there trying to do this meet me thing, trying to set yeah, up yeah. this. And I just remember sitting there the whole time like, why haven't I been more active and taking action on this? And then in the end I did yeah so I don't want to go back to that to sitting in an office and waiting for life to come at me because action is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the mindset of what's going on with me right now it's It's just impossible to predict and impossible to know, but look at, you're talking at me right now. And I'm going into Liberty Bell for three months. He said, if all works out, and I could, and if I get it right, and I put up all the right, I could stay there for as long as I wanted. Yeah. Um, when I'm 60, hopefully I'm sitting on a massive franchise of meet me throughout Ireland and Britain and maybe Europe and have loads of property Do, you, do you, have you seen the founder of the mcdonald's i
0: literally watched this two days ago again oh, it's so for like good. the fourth time it's fucking unreal
1: yeah but like his main way at the end like he goes out buys the property and then mm-hmm. franchises day. i would love to be able to do that that's why i'm saying in two years obviously go and do my festival and stuff i would love to buy the property rather than rent the property because rent is almost mm-hmm. dead money like yeah you'd love to go out buy the property and then set up a franchise down the line
0: yeah but as
1: you say in almost every podcast, everything takes time. And I, I was watching Gary Vee again the other day. He's like, I'm 40. I feel like I'm just getting started. That's, <laughs> you know I, mean? I know, man. I,
0: that's, I love that shit. And I fucking get so pumped about it because I'm like, it is. They're so fucking long. And it's like, yeah, it's all about persistence. And, man, I reckon I, I have high hopes for, for the Liberty Bell. I reckon it'll hopefully whip up enough business that you it banishes the thoughts of getting a job from your mind um oh, that's it because i think you deserve it because i think your persistence is impressive and i definitely find it fucking inspiring so i think you should keep up the good work even if you do get a job i think i'm excited to see where things go because i i have i have every faith in the long-term vision uh that you'll get there so <laughs>
1: well that's the other thing though if i was to just make it a weekend thing it wouldn't be so readily available all of a sudden demand might be higher do you know that's that kind very of true
0: that's very true so, even yeah if you did it back in Sandyford say if the liberty bell didn't work out you, that's and you people knew it was like you can only get this a couple of days a week it is more yeah. urgency to it and stuff like that yeah that's what it's all about because i think everything's so readily available on just
1: seat now that yeah it's just hard to do but no look at that's my thought process and you've heard slight bits of the year i've had it's just it's
0: a very tough business very tough competitive business yeah well there's no competitor like you for it man uh speedy <laughs> <laughs> he'll be he'll be fucking hitting you up for a cycling race any day now I'm sure. um, <laughs> no. <laughs> well uh speaking of office jobs this has been recorded perfectly timed on my lunch break which is now ending so i have to go back to uh back to making gary be rich for another few hours before i can uh, get back nice. to my own ship but um it's been an absolute pleasure i really enjoyed this i enjoyed because i only sort of knew surface level stuff i didn't know the the, the deep down story of the, the well that's the business thing. and everything you're chatting to people you're like tell your story that's another thing i don't think i tell my story enough i think i'm mm-hmm. afraid to get in front of the camera even getting on this today i was a bit nervous but well now you've got you've got somewhere you can point people to to hear i've the got the now. stepping stone yeah yeah yeah. you've got the content it'll be there forever spotify apple itunes whatever you're fucking missing a couple to of know. embarrassing moments in there
1: that i didn't get it right but that's, no, that's I think, it yeah. i think you
0: fucking nailed it um i was gonna say something else but i've forgotten um but oh, the thing I was going to say is I fucking never tried one, so I'm very excited for the next time I'm in Dublin. I yeah, have to when are you going to be back in Dublin? 2030, like? Yeah, you're that's gonna... the question. You... I might try. I might try come back for a couple of weeks before the end of summer. I've had my first jab. Okay, so I'm pretty. I'm... I'm a mutant.
1: Yeah, I, also, I, I had my
0: first job and then a massive panic attack
1: right after it was fucking class. <laughs> oh i'm very afraid of needles and anyone who says i've had it i'm like you're gonna be a zombie in six months now we haven't seen any zombies yet but that's that's to be seen
0: don't, don't talk about it now i think <laughs> i i now i have i was thinking like that now i've changed my story to the people who got the especially the moderna because that's the one i got people who got the moderna vaccine are gonna become superhuman <laughs> oh, nice. You're going the opposite way. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, everyone's I like going to I don't think it's going to be fucking. I'm going to be able to jump like 50 feet or something. <laughs> Maybe you will. Or Who knows? Be a zombie. Time will tell. <laughs> anyway, Kenny, it's been a pleasure. Oh, uh very important. Before we finish, where can people find you on Instagram and where can people find you to get a sandwich in Ireland?
1: Meet me underscore IRL, IRL is. Meet Me is what we changed the name to. Meat spelled M-E-A-T, of course. Yes, Meet Me, uh, to do with steaks. And then <laughs> we are in delivery of de L 33 Francis Street. It's in the heart of town right now. A beautiful little pub. Pop in, say hello, and get a sandwich and a pint.
0: Love it. Awesome. Well, great to talk to you. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. I look forward to watching the progress. And I'll talk to you soon. I'll chat to you soon. Thanks Rock a lot. Bye-bye. This has been the Creative Marketing Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in again next week for another episode of the Creative Marketing Podcast with me, your host, Angus Boyle, on next week's episode. Nobody knows what's going to be happening yet, but something will. Um, Don't forget, check out artbyangus.com, buy some paintings, uh, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends, have a fucking great day. Go listen to some old episodes of the podcast if you want, because don't forget, there's a backlog now. There is a fucking backlog. We're on episode 35, and there's 11 or 12 weekly reports. We're just getting started, baby. See you at the top. Goodbye.